Welcome to Women of the Metaverse. I am Cheryl Laidlaw. I am Angela Harkness. We have been and are still on a journey to discover the Metaverse, Web 3.0, NFTs and anything that we are required to know to join this world. From this podcast, we will help you to unlock how the Metaverse is going to impact your brand, your business and even your personal life. Join us as we take the mystery out of this new digital universe. Welcome to Women of the Metaverse. In this episode, we are talking about how authors can use NFTs to create a better experience and make more sales. We have talked in many different episodes about the power of using NFTs in your business, and we have really started to highlight innovative companies and projects that are using NFTs in very creative ways, such as Gary Vaynerchuk's venture, The Fly Fish Club. Go and listen to that episode. It's a good one. It's a really good one. Yeah. In this episode, we will be talking about how authors can use NFTs to sell their books and associated merchandise. We are specifically talking about authors as opposed to those of you who create digital courses or templates. However, every conversation we have about NFTs, the blockchains and smart contracts is an opportunity for you to gain some new ideas. And also, we will, in a later episode, create a specific one for digital content. Yeah, so I, yeah, definitely. Just because you may not have a book doesn't mean that you're not going to get ideas from this episode. No. And I'm really excited about this one because this was another one where we went, oh, what are we going to write? There's not going to be anything to write. And then when you delve into it, like, oh, God, there's so much here. Every so, time. I know. <laughs> this is a good one. I think there was a period of time when people panicked about the book industry because of the invention of the Kindle and other reading devices. According to some, when this happened, the world of publishing was doomed. Doomed. (laughs) Those among us who tend to look at the negative side suggested that bookshops would close, authors would lose out, and the book world would collapse. We exaggerate, but it is an example of people being fearful of change. The truth of the matter is that in the way in which people read books has increased. If you ever watched Book Talk on TikTok, you will see that people are most definitely still buying books. And in fact, physical book sales have increased since the pandemic. But people are also reading on digital devices and audio sales have increased, especially since the launch of Audible. It has become a common place for authors to record audio versions of their books. Did you ever go into Waterstones on Piccadilly and it not be packed in there all the time? All the they, time. When people, when people I say, oh, books. I loved that books. place because it had a great cafe. Oh, yeah, top. great cafe. No, loved it. And great. it was like, how many floors? Like four floors of books. Yeah. And it was always just to the brim with people. Absolutely. So, I only stopped going because, well, pre for the pandemic. pandemic. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. But I loved it. It was a great place. <laughs> so for authors, the choices are greater. It's, I mean, it's still tough to get a book publishing deal. And when you do, the rewards are not necessarily great. 
But there are now a larger number of smaller publishers and there is also the self-publishing route with print on demand, which I think is brilliant through Amazon, which has increased the number of people who write books and publish books. And we know a few. I know quite a few I, people now have got books. I think everyone's got a book. I mean, all of my... <laughs> Except us two. <laughs> I re- I'm really not um, in a place to be writing a book. I, it, it, no, I don't want to spend a year writing a book. Stop. No, but, but it's but it is part of Daniel Priestley's key personal influence. Yes, which is now called Dent. Yes, and they do encourage you to be an author. Yeah, um, which is fantastic yeah. because I did do a lot of covers and a lot of websites as yeah. a result of Daniel Priestley. So thank you. Good very for much. you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good for you. What is and has always been difficult for authors, though, compared to other artists, is the royalty and protecting their IP. So traditionally, authors only receive royalty on the first sale of the book, and then they have to watch others making money, selling their books on the secondhand market, or even seeing them lend to friends. Can you imagine? Oh, no, I've got it. You're the author. No, I brought it, and yeah, I'll lend it to you. And the author's do, just sitting there going, yeah, the author's <laughs> just sitting there thinking, I'm not getting any money for this. Go and buy a copy. This is where NFTs and selling books on the blockchain and smart contracts create a way to allow authors and publishers to control book sales to a great extent. So that when copies of the books are sold, the author and or the publishing house continue to receive revenue, but also be creative in the ways to generate other streams of income. In its simplest form, by publishing a digital version of a book on the blockchain, it immediately registers the true author of the book. And then when someone purchases that book, it registers who has a right to read it. And if this is a tiny bit confusing, then do go back to our blockchain episode. Yes. Episode seven, I think that was. Good memory. No, I'd have to look it up. (laughs) Fair enough. Bookchain.ca is a perfect example of this. It's a genius name for a company, right? Bookchain. Genius. Totally. And again, it will make more sense if you you know all about the blockchain. It's a Canadian company that has been set up purely to help authors and publishers to sell their books on the blockchain. So unlike most of the other projects and companies that we've talked about in the previous episodes. The beauty of this is that you can purchase these books on the blockchain without having a cryptocurrency wallet. You can also read the book on any device that has access access to the browser. The smart contract that is set up when the book is published and the blockchain determines everything. What price the book is sold at, what royalties the author and publishing house receive for each sale, It can even determine who receives estate royalties. So an author's estate continues to receive royalties even after they've passed away. And anything else, for example, if you wanted to pay a certain amount of royalties to a charity, then that can be written into the smart contract. I love this. It's It's so genius. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, it's excellent. And of course, we think it's the future. So Angela, tell us more. Okay, so on top of this, the blockchain is also connected to the ISBN database, which, as you know, all books are sold with an ISBN number. So even if you self-publish, you have to buy an ISBN, which is actually quite expensive. I I actually um, didn't know this, so I learned that. 
yeah. on this uh, research. So there's no gap for the author between the physical book sold and the digital copies sold on the blockchain. So all royalties are registered. So it, it sort of, it does connect. Not only does it create the rules around the purchase of which book, but it helps to protect authors from digital piracy, which apparently is a really genuine problem. I, I wasn't aware of that until we, we did our research, but it is a big problem that authors face with their digital content, their digital books. For authors also, the control is so much greater because it is so much easier to self-publish. You can write, upload and start selling your book as soon as you want. And as we have said, you control the royalties and also you don't have to wait for royalties to come through, which for physical sales through a publishing house can take quite a lot of time. The beauty of NFTs is it now gives you much more opportunities to be creative not just in the way your book is released and sold, but also in what else you release as part of it. So this is because that the book chain gives you just instructions and you literally upload it, connect it to the blockchain, and then you start selling. Whereas if you go through a publishing house, sometimes it's six, nine months before from the end of the writing to when the book is, yeah. is released. I mean, they they always have a step-by-step -step process i'm finding with all these web3 crypto uh yeah websites. so it sounds complex yeah you're right it sounds complex but actually if you go onto these websites the process is really laid out for you yeah. it's really quite easy it's very good so we've talked in previous episodes where certain authors such as gary vaynerchuk instead of charging a speaker's fee he would ask for a certain number of books to be sold this could now be done via an NFT. The smart contract could state you purchase a thousand physical copies and sell a further 1,000 digital copies. Then I will speak at your conference. You could not only create a collectible piece from the NFT, but you could create additional revenue through the secondhand sale of those digital copies. The smart contract could also state that if you sell a further certain number of sales, I will offer certain clients a lunch or, I don't know, a, a workbook Pri or a private yeah. session private with reading. me. I mean, yeah. it's just a, an example, but... Limitless in what you could do, really, and what you could offer. First editions have always been desirable. You could make a first edition even more of a collectible item by releasing them as an NFT. There is a threefold effect on this. The physical copy becomes desirable... The digital first edition sold in a small release could become a collector's item and then the NFT itself. You could also create scarcity in the first edition by only releasing a small number. The Wu-Tang Clan did this by releasing 36 copies of a book that contains over 300 pages of unreleased photos weighing 400 pounds. On its own, it would have been a much sought after book. But by using this brilliant marketing tactic, they created scarcity and desirability. I love all of this. I love all of these ideas because it just it just creates so many different avenues for an author to do. It just something opens different. it up, doesn't it? Yeah, totally. You know what I was thinking about today when I'm thinking about us recording this episode? Have you seen that um, woman? She's a young woman on TikTok. And she, 
she paints the sort of bindings of the book. Yes, I have seen the that. The pages and just so intricate and brilliant. I was thinking if you commissioned her to create, say, five of those that you then sold as the first edition cup copy through an nft that she also then created it's things like that that you could do that just make it so much more unique and original and add value to it absolutely Isn't it's there? like um what we spoke about in the episode before with rory what's his name sutherland yes southern yeah got to do something outside the box yes don't follow the crowd there you go that's free one from Angela there <laughs> what other ideas my wise words yeah, absolutely what other ideas Angela okay so as we were just saying you could create art pieces along with the publication of a book that can be sold as separate NFTs this is a brilliant way to market the book but it also is a way to spur people to buy and collect especially if you plan to release a series of books Imagine if you're an author and illustrator of a children's book, for example, and you start to release illustrations from the book as collections of NFTs. As each book in the series is released, you release more NFTs. Not only is there a potential then to generate potential book sales, but you will also receive continued income from any NFTs that are sold on the secondhand market. You could even create original pieces of art that are not illustrations in the book. So then again, you are growing a fan base from the book, but you are also potentially creating a market for investors of the NFTs on their own. You could release additional content that is not in the physical books, maybe additional chapters or, I don't know, different that's, endings or clues. That's a great idea. Yeah or puzzles that need to be sold. All of this adds the, to the collectability. And then there are collaborations. So we talked about that amazing artist on TikTok. You could do um, NFTs that play um, a part in any games that you create, if you have characters, for example, or even you could maybe create NFTs that people could use to finance the films from your book or create a screenplay and then the nft owners then have a share in that that's a massive one but that potentially in the future is how films could be financed yeah and dependent depending on the type of book you write you could create a personal video so if you're for example doing a children's book you could do some readings for the book where you change the name of the character to that of the child, for example, as a gift. Then there are the physical assets that you could create, such as characters from a film or trading cards, or I don't know, you could even come to read at a school or do a private reading for a book club. I mean, the ideas are just endless, aren't they? Absolutely. Imagine if Harry Potter did all that. I mean, oh my God. Obviously, J.K. Rowling is absolutely rolling in it anyway. But if she released NFTs for each character yeah. of the book. Yeah, that would be incredible. You know what I keep thinking about is Mr. Men. Uh, that keeps coming. <laughs> I've got a feeling that's actually already started. I, don't know I, if think, I imagined I, it. I think you're right because I don't know why it keeps coming into my head, but the Mr. Men would just make great NFTs, wouldn't they? Absolutely would. And yeah. I think they've brought out some new ones. Yes, I think you're right. <laughs> yeah, that keeps going through my head. Anyway, publishing a book for such a long time has had such a traditional route. 
with the but with the ability and the control that NFTs, the blockchain and smart contracts allow, every author maybe for the first time really has the ability to gain their fair share from their books that they have never seen before. So we hope you've enjoyed this episode and given you a new perspective of how NFTs can make a massive advantage to your your book or your new book, or maybe now you have you are even more encouraged to release that book. And would you consider this route? We would love to know. Join us next week as we continue our journey into the metaverse. See you then. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Women of the Metaverse. You can find all information, links and people we talked about in the show notes on our website. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please comment and subscribe. Join us again in the next episode as we continue this exciting Metaverse journey.